helping you with this. Oh, it's about 8 o'clock. <laughs> Secret to your high place. Secrets to your high place. The secrets of God revealed to you is primarily for divine guidance. It's primarily for divine guidance. God wants to guide you. He wants to lead you. Like I said, he wants to lead you in the paths of righteousness. I need to stop him, ask him to bless his word. Amen. Father, I thank you. We honor you, Holy Spirit. And I ask that you speak to us tonight by your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. His revelation to you is not for you to show that you're so smart. It's to guide you and to lead you to success. That's God's thing. God wants you to succeed in life. That's his will for you. Remember what the angel said. Glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, and what? Good will towards men. That goodwill is he wants you to succeed in life. He wants you to be successful. This book of the law, Joshua 1 verse 8, shall not depart from your mouth. He says, but you must meditate in it day and night. Why? So that you can make your way prosperous and so that you can have good success. Success in life is God's will for your life. And when God reveals his secret to you, it's primarily to guide you in the ways of life, which is the ways of success in life. Guidance from God is what gets you to the place of success in life. It's only those that are led that will lead in life. You have to be led by God. That's why uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 14, he says, As many as are led by the Spirit of God, when Spirit of God leads you, he gives you divine secrets, things that people don't know, things that you don't know, so that you are safe and you are led in the way. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are, these are the sons of God. And no son of God will fail in life. It's impossible. You cannot manifest in life as a son of God or a daughter. I use the word sons. Remember, in the spirit realm, God doesn't see male or female. He sees all of us as sons. Because his spirit dwells in you and the spirit of God is male according to the scriptures. He is God and you are a son even though you're a woman. So he doesn't see anything once you are led by God, you, are being, you have been made a son of God. And no son of God fails. It's impossible. But it's only as you are led. And the leading comes through the revelation of secrets. Why, why is Paul the greatest of the apostles? Because of the great revelations that he got from God. The secrets. It says things that people haven't heard. Things that were reserved from the foundations of the world. He says, that's what God's revealed to me, which is the gospel which I preach. And he guarded the gospel, the revelation that God gave to him with all of his heart. Paul guarded those things so strongly. Only the led will take lead. If you are led by God, you will lead. 
That's what it is in life. We got to go God's way. In, in Proverbs 14, verse 12, it says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but his end are the ways of death. So God has his way, and he's leading us to follow his way. And when you follow God's way, then you don't follow the way of God. But you have to be led to be in that path of God's way. He leads you in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. God desires to lead you, to guide you, so that you are successful in life. If you yield to it, you will be successful. But his leading is through his spirit by revelation. The things that, have, that has, men have not heard, that have not come into the heart of man, that, those are the things he will reveal to you for your blessing. Those are the things God has prepared for you. And he reveals, to them, he reveals these things to us by his spirit. That's what the scripture says. He reveals that to us by his spirit. First Corinthians chapter 2, beginning from verse 9. God wants to reveal these things to us. Why? Those things were prepared for you. They are not going to be prepared for you. They are already prepared for you. But you need revelation from God to be led to these things that God has prepared for you so you can enjoy them. Because there is a way that seems right in your own mind, your own eyes, to a man. But the end of that is just the ways of death. So we got to know God's ways. In Psalm 103, verse 7, it says, He made his ways known to Moses. He made known his ways to Moses. His acts to the children of Israel. They only saw what was the outcome of the ways that God has made known to Moses. That's why he was the one that was leading. Because he knew God's ways. They only saw the outcome of Moses knowing God's ways. And I'm going to tell you why God showed his ways to Moses. It's so important. So we're not just preaching and there's no, nothing practical to do. Amen? There is, there is a reason why God showed his ways to Moses. And we're going to come to that scriptures. God showed his ways to Moses. And when God reveals his ways to you, you become great in life. That's just the way it is. You can see that in Exodus chapter 11, verse 3. It says, and the Lord gave the people, that's the outcome of God revealing his ways to Moses. The Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And I said, because they were associated with Moses. So they got favor. God gave them. They were God's people. But they didn't get the honor that Moses got. Moreover, apart from favor, Moses had the same favor as well. But above that, because Moses knew the way of, ways of God, above that, the man, not God, the man, just like you and I, the man Moses was very great. Not great, but very great. In the land of Egypt, that was the United States in that time the number one country in the world. At that time, it was Egypt. 
And the greatest nation in the world at that time, everybody knew who Moses was. And everybody respected him because God had shown him his ways. They feared him. They honored him. Pharaoh could not even think about killing Moses. Even though he was being tormented by what Moses was doing, he wouldn't even think about it. Because God said, I made you God over that Pharaoh. And I made Aaron your prophet. So when you want to speak, don't talk to him. He's too little. Talk through Aaron to him. That was the king of the world. He's so little, you don't have to talk to him. Tell your prophet to talk to him. Because God was with him. Amen? And what did Jesus say to us? His name is Emmanuel. God with us. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The world has nothing against you. The world has nothing to do or add or take away from your life. If we recognize we are the light of the world. And I'm not just talking, saying lofty words just to make you feel good. That's the truth. And the Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. That's why I believe as we continue to proclaim the truth here, as you accept those truths, God will begin to raise a great, mighty man. You remember the men that were associated with David? David knew the ways of God. And they became, these were ordinary men. Some of them were criminals. Ah, but they became mighty men of David. And the whole world in their time feared them. God raised them up. That's what the word of God will do for us. Amen? This, what I'm telling you the truth, when Jesus said, blessed are your eyes because they see. Blessed are your ears because they hear. You don't know, we don't know how blessed we are because we can understand this truth. I don't think, I'm still trying to get it. There's so much to know. There's so much God wants to do for us. We cannot limit the Holy One of Israel. That's why I'm saying to our church, we are going to reach the world. Amen. We are going to reach the world. Get ready. Put on your seat belt. Because we'll be dragging you along if you don't get it on real right. We're going places. Amen. Get ready. Prepare your, prepare your heart. And see, what we're saying now, I believe that the Holy Spirit is preparing you because something great, greater than every one of us is coming our way. It's coming. I really believe it with all of my heart. The church is not full, but I'm not just looking for a full church. I'm looking for great revelation that will touch the rest of the world. But the church is going to be full. But full of ministers. Yeah. Unusual ministers. Going places. And we got the money to send them to go and come back, give us some report. It's good to say it now when it's just a few people. So when they say, yeah, he, he was already there, he just was talking. No, we speak it by faith, amen? And God's going to fulfill it. And God's beginning to reveal it. And I think my wife had a word from the, word from the Lord today while I was speaking about the same word to somebody in my office. It's kind of incredible. Amen. He wants to make it. He says, that man, Moses, a man just like you and I. Amen? Why don't you want God to make you great? What's the problem with you? <laughs> if it's God, what's the problem? 
God's the one wanting to do it. I don't want to resist that. Amen? If God wants to make me great, well, God, here am I. Just make me. Baptize me with it. May I never recover from it. Let me have it. Give it. Knock me over with this. If it's his will, that's the best for my life. I got to receive it. I got to receive it. That man, Moses, was very great in the land of Egypt. In the sight of Pharaoh's servant. Even, even the ministers, the secretaries were afraid of him. And yes, comes Moses. Good morning. They were bowing. Even in the presence of Pharaoh, they could care less. That's the greatest one. Because God was with him. His ministers, he was the greatest. He was very great. I mean, to them, no comparison between this Moses and Pharaoh. They know who had power. Greater is he that is in you than he who is in the world. And that's not a saying. It's the truth. You got so much power in you, there's nothing to fear in this world. It's just, it's just we are not having faith. And that's why the Bible tells us in, in um, Romans 8, I believe verse 15, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption whereby you cry, Abba, because it's now your father and you are his son and you got no reason to be afraid. You have no reason to be bound by anything. No sickness, no disease, nothing can take you out until you are ready to go home to be with your father. We need to believe that. By his stripes we were healed. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You got to believe his word. Let's not just read scriptures and just say that, how nice. That was nice. Ooh, I wish it was true. When God said it is true. It's true. Don't wish anything when God says something. Accept it and begin to rejoice over it. Rejoice over it. And watch what God will do. Amen. These are words of truth. I really believe this with all of my heart. And I want to see God manifest it. And I think that when this church, when we all start agreeing with the word of God, and we are in agreement, as the scripture says, if two shall agree concerning anything on the earth, not when you get up there, on the earth, if two shall agree concerning anything on the earth, my father would do it. Not my father may do it, my father would do it. We get it. We just have to be in agreement. And what I'm saying and ministering and preaching to you is trying to get us to have one mind. And once we are united in what we are believing, because it's coming from the word of God, watch out. You'll be amazed at what God will be doing. We'll be amazed. People will be amazed at what God is doing. And I'm not just talking. I was sharing with uh, somebody today in my office. In 1998, while I was working at the medical center, and I had the date down, God, God, God told me, I'm going to be using you to heal people. I never said a word to anybody at that stage. I showed it to Aaron this morning because <laughs> I was talking to Aaron. I, I pulled the, the document out, and I let him read it. It was 1998, I was working at the medical center there as a cancer research person, and God spoke to me, I'm going to take you from here. And then he said to me, I'm going to make you a healing minister. That's what they call you. They will begin to call you a healing evangelist. And if I told people then that I, God will use me, I'm sure they will laugh. 
because nothing much of that time had happened. But as soon as I went out, it was all over. Oh, deaf ears, people that had been in accidents. For, for, I got them on tape. If you got time, you can watch them if you want. <laughs> but I got them on tape. People testifying, blind. People that had been insane for two years. Walking around almost like naked, abandoned my family because nobody, God healed them instantly. And but that thing, God spoke to me in 1998, I was experiencing in the year 2000. I'd even forgotten. And I'm not talking, about, I'm, I, when I'm talking about myself, I'm not talking about myself to let you know how big. No, I'm telling you, that's what God wants to do in your life as well. Listen to him. God is a respecter of no one. If all of us agree with God, we'll begin to see all these things happening. And I mean, in, in an unusual way. One can chase a thousand, right? Two, that's what I'm telling you this all about. Four, I'm just like you. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. God does it for one person if we believe. And God told me this, and you really, He said, they'll call you a healing evangelist, but that's not who you are. You just happen to accept my word. That's what He told me. You are, not an heal, you are not a healing evangelist. He never took maybe one or two meetings before everywhere I went, they were uh, introducing me as the healing evangelist. And I was looking around for, to find who they were, who they, who were they talking about. God's the same God, and he wants to use you. Don't diminish yourself in any way. You are a child of God. You got the same that I have. You can do the same miracles. In September 29th, we're going to have our healing service here. And they, they are, besides those that are in the, um, what do you call it, prayer partners, I want to be meeting with you, I think, at the end of this month, 29th. And we're going to be talking about that. I want to let you know that, that God is a respecter of no person. And God will be using our team to heal, having unusual healings in this place. I don't like it when it's one person because they set you in a place that you don't belong. We're so, well, God's using this brother now. Have you heard? What about you? You are a brother as well. God wants to use all of us. We have more. Amen? And we can be all of us. That's what God's going to do with the Ark Fellowship. Amen? And multiply it among us. Just get ready. Amen? God's going to use every one of you. You have stories to tell. And it doesn't matter whether you are educated or not. God doesn't need your education to do his miracles, okay? Keep your education, okay? <laughs> yeah, he'll use you. If you're educated, that's good. He'll take that too. <laughs> he'll use that. Amen? He won't despise anything that you got to bring to him. You take it. He'll multiply it, give it right back to you. Blessed. He wants to bless us. I want to talk to you about Job. When we talk about the wisdom of God and the revelation of God. And I'm reading from the uh, King James Version. When God reveals his secrets to you. How many know about Job? Job was the richest in, in the whole of the East. It wasn't a king. But everybody knew <laughs> that man was great. This is what Job said when he was suffering. After God took everything from him, when he was going through his trials, God, Job said this, As I was in the days of my youth, 
He was thinking, now he was suffering, but he's thinking back to when he started. He says, in the days of my youth, when the secret of God was upon my tabernacle. Do you get that? You are the tabernacle of God. That's what the Bible says. You are the temple of God. And Job is saying, I, I want to think back to the days of my youth. When the secret of God was upon my tabernacle, upon my life, what was the outcome? He begins to tell you. When the Almighty was yet, yet with me, he was thinking at this time, God has abandoned me. But there was a time when God was so close and his secret was so close and God was revealing his secret to me of success. Look at what he says. When my children were about me, they were not gone. That was part of the secret of God upon his tabernacle. When I washed my step with butter, amen, Everywhere I went, when I got that secret of God upon my tabernacle, I walked on butter. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. And the rocks poured out rivers of oil. Everything he touched. Rocks. Rocks don't bring all, give out all, right? I like to talk about rocks and petroleum now, right? Amen. May God give you a rock that's bringing all. Amen. <laughs> Maybe you got a little property here and define all. That's your, you now will be walking on border, right? <laughs> uh, black oil, right? <laughs> but it makes you rich. <laughs> uh, you walk on it and you're happy even though it makes your feet dirty. <laughs> but the reason for that was God's secret upon his life. You understand what we're saying? The secret is to make you both secure and wealthy. Having no need. Because the Lord, he said, when the Almighty was with me, the Lord is my shepherd. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he says, I'll fear no evil. There's no, no reason to be afraid of anything because you are with me. And your rod and your staff, his words, your faith in him, the Holy Spirit, they bring you comfort, gives you that confidence that God's going to take care of you. So there is no need to be afraid. When discouraging times come, get in the word. Encourage yourself in the Lord. And go. That's just the truth. You know, the sermon by title, Secret to Your High Place. The secret is God's secret that he reveals to you to get you to a higher place in life. When God begins to reveal these things to you, your life will never be the same. He reveals not only spiritual things, but also natural things to you. God can reveal to give to you an invention, something that nobody thought about, and it's so simple. I know of a woman, I heard about a woman who was retired, had nothing, and God gave her an inspired idea, and 
before long, she was a multimillionaire. She didn't have to go to work. She stayed at home. I'm going to bring that preacher here someday to speak to us. She stayed at home because she was the, he was the one that dealt with her. And she was not with. She says, I can't, I'm retired. The little social security money I've got is not enough. I can't pay time. But then she got convinced and started paying her time. And one day she was sitting somewhere in a car and God gave her this idea. And she was thinking, why no one thought about this? Started the factory, sat at home, and the money came to visit with her constantly. Multimillionaire. When you obey God. With Solomon. Solomon, if you read in 1 Kings chapter 3, beginning from verse 3, it says, and Solomon loved the Lord. Can you say that with me? Solomon loved the Lord. That's the key. You have to love God. And notice something. Can you see God? How do you love God? Let me ask you. How much love do you have for the word of God? If you love something, you go towards it, right? If you love something, you always, you gravitate towards it. If you love a person, you want to be around them. But you know what? In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. If you don't love God's word, it's evident. You may say you love God, you may act like you love God, but you don't love his word, something is not right. When you love God, that's why those of you who love God, you're here tonight. Because of the word. That's the real love. It's, when we're talking about love for God, it's not a feely thing. It's a faith thing. Amen? The love of God is a faith thing. And when you begin to want, go into the word, that's a clear indication you love God. And when you love God, God will begin to take from the word and begin to reveal secrets to you. Secrets of the kingdom. And secrets about life. He has given to us all these great and precious promises that by these promises we might partake of his divine nature. But the Bible tells us he has given before that in Second uh, Peter chapter 1 beginning from verse 3. He says before that God himself has given us everything, every blessing that pertains to life and godliness. Life means your natural life. Godliness means your spiritual life. Is complete. He's given us all the blessings, but you gotta search them. We sang tonight, deep cries out to what? Deep. God's deep. And if you read in First Corinthians chapter 2, it says the Spirit searches all things. Yes, even the deep things of God. But you have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that you may know the things that have been freely given to you. You gotta search. And I've said it in church here before. Everything that God, that's precious in life, God likes to hide them. Don't know why. Yeah. You, don't, you can't be walking or, you know, to the Ark Fellowship and you see pieces of gold everywhere. Everybody will be rich that way. You got to dig, right? If you want oil, black gold, guess what? You got to dig. You want diamond? You got to dig. He hides them. That's his nature. He enjoys keeping things secret. And only if you go into the secret place would you be rewarded openly 
and speaking as if it's a parable, but it's the truth. Those who don't love the word of God will never know his secrets. Never. Because his secrets are in his word. And when you love God, you will love his word. And if you love God's word, God will begin to reveal his secret and you'll begin to respond to his love. Amen? Notice what it says. And Solomon, I'm going to close with this. My wife and I were watching this thing. <laughs> Again, this comedian was talking about pastors who will always say, I'm closing, I'm closing, and then it's closing now. That's the second time. And then they come back, I'm really closing now. <laughs> That's the way it is with preachers. Don't know what the problem is. God heal them, please. No, <laughs> it says, and Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statutes of his father, David, except that he sacrificed and burnt incense at the high places. That's why I'm taking, he went to the high places. Maybe you want to say it like this was not, truly acceptable with God, but he wanted a high place to burn his incense. Amen? He went to the high place. It says, Now the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place. He didn't want just an ordinary high place. Amen? He wanted to sacrifice where? In the great high place. How many want to go to a higher place? That's where to make your sacrifice. Don't sacrifice in any high place. Go to the great high place to sacrifice. If you're looking for his secrets. He says, he went to, the, to Gibeon and he did that. He sacrificed. Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings on that altar. It was the altar of God. He was happy. Why was he doing it? He loved God. He sacrificed a thousand bones on that play, on that offering. A thousand burnt offerings. Basically, he was saying, kill that one. And they killed that animal for sacrifice to God. He said, do it again. I just love God. A thousand. I'm sure blood was just running all over the place. But he was enjoying himself because he was giving himself his, everything he had to, the, to his master. And notice the, the, what, how God responded. He said, at Gibeon, the same night, the Lord appeared to Solomon in the dream by night. That's time for revelation. Amen? God appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, ask what I shall give you. Now notice what Sol Solomon wanted. That's the secret in this thing when God appears. In verse 7, it says, now Solomon speaking. He talked about how God has dealt with his father David. And he said, but you know, I'm just a young man. I, I don't see, even though you've made me king, I'm just like the rest of them. I don't have anything. In fact, I'm feeling kind of insecure in this position that you've called me to be in as the king. I feel very insecure. I'm not like my father. I'm not as spiritual as he is. So all this, I know I love you, but I don't feel it. I need something from you. And it says, Now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king instead of my father David, but I am a little child. I don't have wisdom. I don't have revelation. I need something from him. I'm a little child. 
Notice he was not a child. He was a grown man, right? But before God, in his feeling, I need, I need more. You got to show me more. I'm just a little child. I do not know to go out or to come in. That's the way it is. What is he asking for? I need you to lead me. You get that? I need you to guide me. I don't want anything. Because I know if you guide me, I'll make it. I don't know how to go out. I don't know how to come in. I need your guidance. Lead me through the paths of righteousness. So that when I'm going through the valley of the shadow of death, I can be sure you are with me. And I know you'll be preparing a table before me in the presence of my enemies. It says, I do not know how to go out or come in. How can a grown man say that? I know how to go out, but that's not what he was talking about. How did he find Gibeon if he didn't know how to go out? He knew how to go out, but he was asking for revelation from God. I need revelation from you. You speak to me constantly so I can carry out your ways. And I know if you give me that, I will make it. I'll know how to lead your people because you have given, made me king. I need this manifestation of this position that you've given to me. I need revelation from God. I do not know. And he says, and your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen. A great people. That's you, amen? A great people. Too numerous to be numbered or counted. Therefore, give to your servant, what did he ask? An understanding that. I need revelation. When it comes to anything, I need you to give me that wisdom that is above every wisdom on the earth. I need that from you. And God told him, you asked the, very, you asked the perfect thing. You didn't ask for money, but I'm telling you, because of this wisdom, you will have money. He was very rich. He was rich. He was rich. We need to hear from God. Now I'm going to close with this. <laughs> Genesis 26. Genesis 26. I didn't have this. Beginning in verse 1. So you can see what guidance from God can do. Let's read it. There was, a there was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerar. Then the Lord, remember how he appeared to Solomon? The Lord appeared to him and said, do not go down to Egypt. In other words, in his mind, I got to go to Egypt. They got something there. God says, I don't want you to go there. God says, do not go down to Egypt. Live in this land. Live in this land where you are, in a land where there is famine. God said, don't go to Egypt. It won't be good for you. Just stay here. In the land of which I shall tell you. So he stayed in that land. Go to verse 12. 
during farming, God had instructed him, I need you to sow some seed. You know what most people will say? God, we got farming, it's not going to produce anything. But he listened to God. He listened to God. Verse 12, it says, Then Isaac sowed in the land and reaped in the same year of farming, okay, a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. Verse 13 is so important. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. How? Divine guidance. Amen? Divine guidance. Walking in the path that God showed him, even though it didn't make sense. How many willing to walk in that path tonight? Let's stand up tonight and surrender. God, even when, when I speak to me, you are a child of God, God can speak to you. Every time you are praying, keep a notebook right by you. Amen? This is what the Lord did with me, and I'm going to share it with you. Every time you're praying, keep a notebook by you. I don't do it as often now because I can hear, but there are many times when he, he speaks to me constantly, but when it's something that is important, somehow I know to write it down. And then I wait for it to be fulfilled. Keep a note by you, and this is the way it works. After, God will basically let you know, I want to talk to you. Don't feel, don't feel rushed. Get your notebook and a pen. Tell him, Lord, okay, let me get my note and I'll write. And then once you get your note, this is very practical, you, it will feel as if you're thinking and thoughts flowing through your mind. Write as fast as you can. Don't concern yourself about grammar. Just write as fast as you can. And when you finish, go back and read through what God has spoken to you you will be amazed. That's how God does. He did it with me. Those things have come to pass. Some things he spoke to me, they have not come to pass. And they are still direction for me. I can settle and wait till I begin to feel it in my spirit. The time is coming. And that's what I'm feeling right now. In our church, the time is very near. And I told our church, I'm ready. I'm, to, I'm ready to work. I'm really ready to work. If you're not ready, that's up to you. I'm moving. God's going somewhere with us. Amen? But that's what I need you to do. It will amaze you. Write these things down because God will fulfill them. And once they are fulfilled, it will give you so much confidence that God's with you. Amen? This is a secret God taught me I'm teaching you tonight. Do it. Practice it. And watch what God will do to you. If you forget it, don't worry. But when God wants to deal with you, you kneel down to pray. That thought will flow into your head. Remember what Pastor Goodluck said? Guess who was talking to you at that point? That's him. Immediately grab your pen and grab your notebook and get ready to write. Because whatever he tells you will come to pass. In the last days, God will pour his spirit upon all flesh. Remember? And your sons and daughters will prophesy. That's you. God did not speak in vain. We are spiritual people. Those that, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit, you have been born of the spirit, you are a spirit being, act like one. Amen? And don't bring yourself down. Let's lift our hands up to the Lord tonight. Tell yourself, 
God's with me. Tell yourself that and be confident in that. God's with me. I'm expecting great things, extraordinary things. If you can do it, why do you need God? If you can handle it, you don't need God's help. But when it's bigger than you, that's when we need a miracle from God. But God's wanting you to believe for a miracle, and I'm believing God for a miracle with you. Tell yourself, I will never know want as long as Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. God, I am committing myself to you today. According to your word that says, whatever I commit to you, you are able to keep until that day. Tell God, I'm ready for you now. I believe in your word. You are my good shepherd. I'll never know one. You will always provide for me. Regardless, uh, my needs are going to be met in Jesus' name. You got to be confident. Because the Bible tells us from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence. And the violent ones take it by force. Don't shut your mouth. Keep speaking. This, your, line, your mouth holds the key. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Speak what God has spoken to you and watch these things come to pass. And God is a respecter of no one. doesn't matter who you are. Tonight, God speaking to you. Practice these things and watch God. Amen? Watch God. Father, I thank you. I believe that you are confirming your words in the life of your people. And we are indeed going to see great things in the Ark Fellowship because you are with us. And God, you said in your word, in the day of your power, my people will be willing. And I'm declaring tonight that the people here are willing in Jesus' name. And I declare that today is the day of your power. And we are willing. Can you say it with me? We are willing. I am willing. This is the day of God's power. Expect great things in your life. Expect great healing for your life. Expect great blessings for your family. Expect great prayer protection for your children and you don't have to worry because God is with you. There's no need to fear. Amen. Father, thank you for blessing your people tonight and everybody said, Amen. God bless you. We're dismissed. <laughs>